Hello, everyone, and welcome to the I Am Lacey Unleashed podcast. My name is Lacey Shea Healy, and if you've been around for a few days, my last three episodes were done with my husband, me sharing my story about what I've been through over the last two years. Um, You know, I'd shared bits and pieces. I know I did a really raw podcast back in March that circled around a lot around our children and the move in our house. Um, But I hadn't really dove into kind of the greater, really frustrating, sad, depressive state um, that I was in for much of the start of this year. Um, My hope really was in sharing that, that Some of you guys felt more seen if you've ever been through a period like I have, or that if you ever come into a period, you have this sense of knowing that you're not the only one. Because I think that was one of the biggest things that I struggled with at the beginning of the year was the feeling like no one else has felt like this before, that I'm broken, that I'm somehow different. Um, There was just all of these feelings, you know, those feelings that we talk about that we feel like, I'm an imposter, I'm this and that and I'm this. Um, I I just I felt so much of those things. And and what I want you guys to understand is that um, when I say I'm not special, like I mean it, I'm not special. Like I get doubts and I have fears, just like you do. Um, I just have a lot of support that helps me navigate those things. Um, For as frustrating as it has been with Christopher and I in our marriage over the last really year, he he has stayed in and supported me throughout. Um, That doesn't mean it's been easy. It doesn't mean that I've even received his support. It doesn't mean that I haven't wanted to bury him in the backyard at points. All of those things can all be true at the same time. And um, it is part of the human experience. And I think one of the things that I think about all the time is that I used to be someone that really buried her feelings I buried a lot of my feelings. I would internalize a lot of my feelings. I would not showcase how I was feeling because I was, I actually, it was a people-pleasing mechanism. If I showed my feelings, then I might not please someone. So I don't want to reveal that I feel this way because that might not be pleasing to someone else. Anybody else ever do this? Where like, you almost forsake how you actually feel because it's not in alignment with like what somebody else might want for you to feel. I did that for many, many years. And it's been a blessing and a curse to have done the type of work that I've done on myself over the last like three or four years. Um, you know, I would I credit starting my healing journey with healing my autoimmune illness. And I started on that journey uh, five years ago, this next month in August. That was really the portal to me starting to understand myself, to recognizing that some of the autoimmune issues that I was dealing with were actually born of a lot of suppressed feelings. Emotions have weight and emotions 
infect it you carry that like a burden and my adrenals felt that for so many years so when I talk about like you know the last like I say three to four it's really been five years of my healing journey it started with you know my health which is why I'm so damn committed to helping women in the health industry it's why I built the team I built it's why I sent my my team members to become practitioners it's why we work with ladies the way we work with them it it's why we do what we do because that was literally the gateway um to me learning to heal on many other levels but what I was saying is that in healing I'm actually very, very capable now of feeling. And I'm very capable of connecting to how I'm feeling and connecting to my emotions. And so one of the hardest parts over the last year has been I'm so connected to my body and my feelings now. I don't shove things down the way I used to. But that also means that I have the capacity to experience I have the capacity to live out the feelings. And the feelings I felt this last year were so big. The feeling of them was really big. And there was many times I remember telling my mentor, Jenna Kennedy, I was like, I sometimes wish that I hadn't even done this work because it hurts so much more. If I was the person that still buried everything, I would probably be doing better. But one of the things I realized was I wouldn't be doing better. I would just be living out that pain in a different area of my life. You guys, I was somebody that drank for years. I was somebody that smoked for years. I smoked cigarettes. I wouldn't have said at the time I was a problem drinker, but I drank to excess regularly, even as a health coach. I was somebody that would get really drunk on the weekends and stay hungover all day Saturday, all day Sunday. That was the norm for me. I had a lot of numbing tendencies in my life, and I had a lot of anxiety, and I had a lot of just feeling not okay with myself that I contended with for many years. And the reality is if I had not done the work that I've done to be able to feel and experience all of the myriad of emotions that I've experienced this year, those emotions would have manifested in other ways had I not had the capacity to experience and feel them. It would have manifested in health issues. It would have manifested in emotional outbursts, yelling, screaming, flying off the handle. I'm prone to all of those things. I think, you know, if I say those things, I I want other people to know like, hey, like, it's okay. Um, Because I think we shame ourselves a lot if we lose our cool that way. If we're somebody that, that has those types of outbursts. But those feelings would have shown up in other areas. Instead, with the work that I've done, I was, a, I, was, I, I was capable of experiencing the grief of losing my dad. And the capability of experiencing the grief of losing my dad 
made life really hard. But it also showed me my capacity to heal. It showed my capacity to persevere. It showed me my capacity to experience life, the good, the bad, the ugly. It showed me who I really am. In many ways, I come out of this season knowing that I am kind of a different person than I maybe would have thought that I was before. There's another evolution to me, and, and that gets to be beautiful. Um, and so I appreciate those of you guys that have listened to that. I talked about this for about nine minutes. That's not what I intended to talk about today, but I am going to touch on something. Um, I was just having a conversation with somebody in Messenger, and she used the language. She said, I'm working on trying to get better at. I'm working on trying to get better at. I am working on trying to get better at. This is such flimsy language. I'm working on trying to get better at. So she's working on trying to improve something. She's working on her trying to improve something. That language, there's two different barriers. She's working on trying. She's working on trying. I'm working on trying to grow my business. I'm working on trying to bring in more leads. I'm working on trying to drink more water. I'm working on trying to lose weight. I'm working on trying to eat less. I'm working on trying. That is such flimsy language. Language that we use is such a key to how we navigate and operate through life. This is so overlooked in our industry. The language that we use, the language that our prospects use, the language that our clients use is a key into how we are actually operating. I am working on trying to get better at is the flimsiest language I have heard in a while, but I hear it all the time. This is not confident language. This is not powerful language. This is not language that's moving us forward. And so often in conversations with coaches, I hear language that is an incongruent language to what they desire. The words coming out of their mouth do not match the desires that they also say or claim that they want. They don't match. Nobody that's working on trying to get better at is actually getting better at anything. No one. And they're not going to get better at anything unless they step into clearer language. And when I say the word language, I'm not just meaning the words. I'm meaning the context of how you act. The context of how you behave. A deeper context Your language holds you back from making sales, from growing your business, from being a better leader, from being a confident coach. 
I catch my clients regularly using language that is incongruent and I call them on it. I had a conversation with a client this morning. She actually came out of an experience this morning and I could hear the regulation in her voice. I could hear the regulation. I could hear the power in her voice. And I said, can I share with you that I can hear the power and the regulation in your voice this morning coming out of that experience. I want you to go back and listen to what you just shared with me. This is why I love Boxer because you can go back and listen. And she said, I hear it too. How do I keep that language long after this feeling is over? And we talked about creating an anchoring process. I have an anchoring process. I have a few anchoring processes. This is something that I think is really, really powerful for people to have. An anchoring process is where you can actually connect back to an experience or a period of time when you felt a certain way and it brings you back into those emotions and into that power quicker. This can be done with music. It can be done with reading passages. There's multiple ways um, that you can create an anchoring practice. This client of mine, she noticed her language. She actually made a couple of calls to action and she had immediate results. People respond to powerful language. Most coaches I find are not in tune with the language that they're using. I'm talking the language of their body, the language of their mind, the language of their words, the language of the way they deliver the words, the language of the tempo of the words, the language. I am working on trying to get better at is terrible language. And there are women that you work with that use that language all the time. When you become a better coach, you learn to pick up on these subtleties of language and you learn how to navigate and bring people into a more powerful state. When you can look at the way you say words or hear back your own words or read your own words and pick up the nuances of flimsy language, you can step into more power by just simply shifting the way you say things and it shifts the way you think. This is an art form. It is so very important. It is a skill. It's a skill I am constantly cultivating, that I am constantly looking at in my own self that makes me stronger. It amplifies me as a coach. And I want to help other coaches be amplified with this language as well. It's deeper than just the words. I am working on trying to get better at. We're going to stop that. This is just one snippet of the Elevated Coach experience. I'm so excited to start launching this. Like I've said in emails, there's going to be upgrades and bonuses for the first 10 ladies that come in. There's also going to be a couple of elevated ways that you can work with me throughout this experience. 
I'm excited to continue to share details as it comes together. I'm super excited to know who's coming along with me on this journey. I am empowered to share these messages because I do believe these things unlock your greatest potential. I see that potential in you. I want to reveal it. We're not going to reveal it by working on trying to get better at. Thank you guys for joining. I will talk to you soon.